Hello and welcome to August's edition of It's Ori Mart. Now we'll start this month's episode by saying a massive thank you for all your support on the podcast. During our summer break, we hit 1,000 listeners and that your support is very, very much appreciated. We're joined, as usual, by Paul Wilson. Paul, have you been asked for your autograph yet? Uh, not yet, but I'm expecting the 1,001 to be the person that asks for it, so good stuff. Today's guests are sitting next to me and we're joined by the most criticised person on the podcast so far. It's Callum Smokey Moore. And joining him today, we have striking sensation, Josh Skelly. How are you both today? All good, all good. Very well, thanks. You might as well start at the start then. Callum, you joined the club early, so we'll go for you first. Coming on loan from Dundee, how did you find that? Yeah, it was obviously quite a tough time because obviously it was COVID and that. Games came in thick and fast. It was games sometimes three days apart. Uh, so yeah, it was tough, like, but it was good to get some experience in that. That was the first time really got some games under the belt and that, so enjoyed it. And obviously relegation at the end of that season, not how you want to... No, definitely, but definitely not. <laughs> didn't put you off too much because you're back. Yeah, no, definitely not. Enjoyed it. It's a good club and that. It's a lot of people around the club and that, so enjoyed it, yeah. It's good. Josh, you came through at Dundee as well and then went to Arbroath and Montrose. I won't judge you too much for that, but <laughs> how was the early stages of your career? Yeah, it was good. Um, coming through at Dundee was fine, made a lot of friends I still speak to now and then I uh, actually joined Arbroath on loan um, while I was still at Dundee and then got released from Dundee and signed for Arbroath permanently uh, with being there on loan. Um, I think I was there for a year and a half or two years and then uh, signed for Montrose uh, and then uh, Mrs gave birth to my oldest son uh, and then I decided to go and play local so I ended up leaving Montrose Was that the big reason you decided to drop down to the junior level? Yeah that was a big reason um, when I joined Montrose um, I actually joined injured um, so I got myself fit and went on loan to Cowden Beef for 6 months and I went back and uh, in January we had a chat and they wanted to go and play more games so I went and joined Broughty on loan originally for six months where my oldest was born, training in Dundee and things. Um, got used to that life and then uh, went back to Montrose for pre-season, training in Perth, um, early meets, quick turnaround, getting in from work. It was a bit of a shock to the system of being able to spend as much time with my oldest so um, I had a chat with obviously my missus and people close to his Matty who's obviously here now he was at Montrose was at the time in Dundee as well so I had in-depth chats and I'd done what I thought was right for my personal life at the time so I look back on it I don't regret it I enjoyed my time there but um, like I say I don't regret taking that step back to spend moments with my son getting to see him take his first steps and things like that it's special yeah definitely some things are more important than football had you, had you guys both been at Dundee through age group stuff then? Yeah, we played a couple of games. It was just reserves. I, yeah. was, I was a bit younger, like I was just coming through and that. Yeah, yeah I was a bit older than uh, Callum when he was coming through, but like he said, he came up and played a couple of games when yeah. we were twenties yeah. in reserves. So we had a brief spell together, but we were never full time together. No. Things like that. I'd moved no. on as Callum was coming through full time. Right. Yeah, cool. Callum, when you left Dundee, you took a wee bit of a break from the game. Mm. What was what was your thinking behind that? Um, well, it was just initially it was just trying to find a club in that. It was just a hard time trying to find a club in that. Um, there wasn't really much thought in that about it and that. And then it was just when Gary uh, Urban gave me a message and I asked him what I'm doing. And I just told him my story and that. He was told to come in training and that, even just to keep fit in that. And then came in training, 
And then I'd tell them I enjoyed it and that, so you'd ask me how I feel about signing and that, and then I just took, took a took to sign. And the rest mm-hmm. is history, I suppose, still here yeah, today. Absolutely. Life as a left back, then. What's oh, yes. what's that transition yeah. been like this season? Yeah, it's a bit interesting. Yeah, so I just started off at Montrose, the uh, friendly. I just seen my name on the board at left back, and I was a bit shocked, to be honest. But um, no, I'm actually quite enjoying it. To be fair, still getting on the ball, and obviously my natural position is in the middle, so I do want to get on the ball as much as possible. But still feel I'm getting on the ball left back, and that's just a bit new to me. But it's it's good to get some new positions, and that's always good to play somewhere else. Helps the team. You become that as versatile well. for us. Versatile, yeah, versatile, exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like you've you're comfortable there now? You've made that position your own in the few games. Uh, yeah, I definitely get more comfortable. More games there, definitely feel more comfortable in that. Yeah, it's just a bit sometimes positional wise, just defensively in that. But like I said, more games you play, the more you feel more comfortable in that. But I definitely feel more comfortable already compared to the first game. That's for sure. Perfect, Josh. 111 goals in 68 games. <laughs> it's not bad going, is it? It's not bad going. I don't think Lionel Messi has a record nah. as good as that. He's alright to me, man. He's alright. <laughs> how, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I think it was... Well, when I was on loan, I scored a good few in the six months. Then, and then, after COVID, I don't know. I just... Just became natural. You scoring bottled three, it up. You were uh, different. three, four, five a game. Um, but nah, I, I'm going to say. I think personally speaking, I think one of the main aspects was since probably arguably done the under twenties. I've never had a, quite a run of games playing week in week out. Our growth was maybe start two three, then you find yourself on the bench. That's obviously football, and then Montrose, as you said, didn't quite go as well. Um, so when it was at Broughty, went in, they made us feel the main man that was playing every week. Um, and it, I think any player will agree that when you get playing games, momentum builds, confidence builds, you feel like you're the, the man that everyone wants to be on the pitch. So that itself builds a lot of confidence within. And then, like I said, the goals just kept on coming in. It got to the point I was going into games feeling I'm going to score. So, what are the biggest differences between junior and senior football, in your opinion? You've had quite a bit of experience of both. Um, intensity is that definitely one of the key factors in the step up, um, in the competitiveness. Um, competitiveness within juniors in, is good, but the qualities, there's obviously a wee step up in quality, um, which is to be expected, it's, it's a big jump. Um, but in terms of the main aspect I would say intensity and competitiveness like I think at the start of the season you would when you look at our league I think you'd struggle to put your finger on a team that's going to win the league you look around the teams were all relatively uh, level Um, so I would say competitiveness and intensity is the key factor Good stuff Callum there's been a lot of squad turnover this season but the manager's shown faith in you and you've been thrusting. I don't think you were expecting to be playing at yeah. left-back anyway, but you've uh-huh. been one of the first names on the team sheet. That must be so encouraging for you to be, uh, to, for Ray to have shown so much faith in you. Yeah, definitely. Um, last season I did struggle a wee bit. I've had some injuries and that, so it wasn't always the first name on the team sheet and that, but I feel I've came uh, this pre-season really fit in that, so it's obviously helped and that. I feel like I've done well in games and that, so yeah, no, it's definitely good. It's like what Scal was saying earlier, you just want to get a run of games and that, and then that confidence build as well. So definitely helps. Yep. I think I think 
all the fans listening to this will be aware that they've seen a revelation in you this season. You know, you really have come on to it, and you can see whether it's fitness or confidence. But yeah, just yeah, a bit of both, probably, because last season did lack a wee bit of games and just getting that run of games and that. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely a bit of both confidence and fitness in that as well. Yeah, we're feeling a lot better this season. I think confidence in general and the whole squad has been a big thing this season, Paul. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would agree. Without a doubt, it's definitely lifted it. I mean, we had a, as we've covered in podcasts before, we've had a hell of a run last season. You know, until Ray came in and turned it round, and mm-hmm. this year, you know, it's you experienced that as well yourself. Yeah, no, so yeah. no, definitely, it's a good set of boys. Like even the team, everyone's getting involved with the banter and that. I think that definitely helps in that. Obviously, the first two results in the league hasn't been ideal in that, but it's good to get it the bad ones out of the way straight away, and then we could definitely turn it around. We know that for sure. In a similar sense, Josh, you coming in, you're the the main man here. Does that uh, give you confidence going into the season? Yeah, look, it's always uh, when I signed the contract, and Faldo says the number nine's available. Do you want it? I took it. Um, if there's a penalty I'm on the pitch, I'll take it. I thrive off that type of thing, so um, yeah, I think again it leads back to confidence, uh, having that that weight on your shoulders. Sometimes you could go for you, or it could go against you, but for me personally, I enjoy it. I thrive off it, um, and yeah, I take it happily. Well, we could have done with you on the pitch on Tuesday night because it was <laughs> three missed penalties in yeah, the game. So, so uh, <laughs> moving on, Logan. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought the boys had seen enough of my penalties in training, but obviously no, I'm getting them back in and they've not learned and you know. I, actually, I, I agree exactly what you're saying there, Josh, because if you think back to the Montrose game in the League Cup, the yeah. we had a penalty, you actually marched across the field, went to the pitch to get that ball. I think There was um, no doubt in your mind. I think for that moment there, I think Kingles maybe actually said to me as well, just before I put the ball down, you wanted it. And I went, I've just, I've done more running to get the ball to <laughs> this than I have in the game, I'm taking it. Um, but no, nah, you're right, it's, for me, as a number nine or a striker or an attacking player, I look at it as a penalty, as a free goal. If you if you want to score goals, you want to take the penalties, you want to take free yeah. kicks, um, it's a good trait to have and it's one that over time I've built, I wouldn't have been one of them straight away. It, again, it comes back to confidence, but I think for me, if there's a penalty and I'm on the park, I'm wanting it. Stuff. Cam, you've got a bit more of a far for career to go through, so we'll go for these questions for you. What's mm-hmm. been your best moment in a far for top so far? Uh, that's quite tough. Uh, probably just signing the contract again. To be fair, getting getting looking really really wanted to sign again, so getting the contract signed again. And the worst moment for you? Definitely last season. Definitely last season. That just the outcome of that. I think we were all expecting a lot better. And what it, what it turned out to be in that, so hopefully this season we turn turn it around. Questions for both of you then: the best player you've played with and the best player you've played against. We'll go with Josh first. Best nice of the picked each other. Safe answer. Best player I've played with. Uh, there's two: um, Greg Stewart at Dundee and Bobby at Arbroath. Bobby, well, like, single-handedly, I'd seen him win us games. We've seen him single handed. Yeah, when it, was, <laughs> when it was backs against the wall, it was he's he was just a joy. So um Greg Stewart and Bobby played with and uh played against probably John McGinn when I was at Arbroath had Hibs in the League Cup. I thought I thought my bum was alright turning boys and holding boys off, but I ran into John McGinn's and oh my days. That, that thing that thing brought me back to reality that um and he's went on to have a no bad career, so yeah, I would yeah. say John McGinn. 
Calm yourself. Um, there's a few players that come to mind. Definitely Scotty Allen at Dundee and that. Ian Trennan and that. He's um, technically unbelievably and that. He's definitely the best I've seen gifted wise. Uh, also as well, Wee Gowser, Paul McGowan at Dundee and that as well. Always takes the ball. Always always the sharpest and probably the best in training that I've, that I've seen. Um, and then best player I played against probably Turnbull when it was reserves Dundee versus Motherwell and that he was really really good and he's done well for himself after that not bad at all not bad at all you made his career mate (laughs) (laughs) Celtic were at that game and bottom after (laughs) that reserve game nobody's still beating Craig Slater Craig Slater had played against some outstanding I can imagine (laughs) some CV yeah We're moving on to the section where Callum has taken a fair amount of flack in the past. Have you listened to the podcast? Uh, I have. I've listened to a wee bit of that. I can just imagine it's probably just, the same as what it is. He in the skips it to the end just to hear him getting slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is every week, um, <laughs> so it's been pretty bad. So we've got you on to defend yourself. Oh, so both of you, quick, right, quick as you can. Right. Uh, who has the worst haircut in the squad? Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Poor <laughs> Thomas has been picked out before, but apparently he's thinning. I can't believe so, I'm getting the shots for that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a very safe answer. Sure. The worst pattern? Smoky. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, Callum there. Can't even say Skelly. Definitely Andy Munro. Wow. <laughs> he's going to slaughter you. <laughs> I mean, even when you're here, you're still getting really calm. Nah, I'm just an honest guy. He's past, but I've saved him on this podcast. No chance. I've been stitched up here. <laughs> the most skillful player at forward. At forward, yeah. Certainly no Andy, anyway. Um, Seb. I'd say Seb as yeah, well. Seb. Yeah, Seb. Yeah. Most likely to get nutmegged. And you've been voted for this as well, Carl. Really? Yeah, you've had this as well. Nah, I'm going to go big Roberto, eh? Yeah, I'd say Roberto. I think sometimes when he trains, he's got his uh, boots tied together, eh? (laughs) Roberto or Hutchie, I'd say, just for the... When we do the rondos and that. Yeah. There's always a few nutmegs involved in there. Best nickname? It's got to be me, surely. Yeah, but you're boring, so nah. (laughs) Nah, smoke, yeah. You have to explain beans. Yeah, what's Wait, that about? What's this all about? Oh, it's a start from high school and that. So basically, have you seen the film Even Stevens? Yeah. Oh, right, well. Wait till you get Google it or that. Even Stevens and that. It's, it's a bad doppelganger to get that's all I'll say. It's a great shout though, but it's a sh- yeah, that's stuck. That's stuck since high school. And Smokey, is that just because you're from Abroth? Yeah, right? it's just when I was under 17, my manager, Gary Ogilvy, I don't know how it started that just to get started calling with Smokey and then started going up to reserves and that then Jimmy Boyle started calling me and then just stuck ever since that really good stuff biggest wind up merchant it's got to be Skelly <laughs> it's got to be Skelly uh, like, you're yeah. getting a reputation for yourself yeah, after just a couple of months so harsh <laughs> it's got to be Skelly nah I'm going to say probably me and Andy Munro were <laughs> two bad wind up merchants to be fair good though you need it though yeah (laughs) so then we'll go for the last question the question that we're always going to finish with from now on how would you like to be remembered at Station Park when all is said and done do you want to go first on me you could go first mate you're the longest serving here okay Uh, just basically hopefully get remembered is always like try my hardest every single game that's what I try name to do hopefully putting good performances and that people remember me but hopefully being that versatile player as well (laughs) in different positions 
the most boring versatile number eight you'll ever come across in Scottish football. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go, Callum there. Um, nah, mine should be, look, first and foremost, to be successful as a team. I think if you're successful as a team, win things, you're remembered in that team. So, on a team level, be successful, win trophies, um, and then on a personal level, what any striker we want, score as many goals as I can, see where it ends up at the end of the day. But I pride myself on goals, but also I pride myself on hard work and uh, putting in a shift for the team, my teammates as well. And then I think genuinely when you come to football, fans take note of that as well. And they get on your side, which I've genuinely found since, well, the buyer play especially, like when they go against Arbroath, I've never lost my head like that ever in my life I think I've done I was getting a bit of sticks I think I've done like five celebrations in the space of like ten seconds but like the like the crowd getting behind the team that night was brilliant and from what I've read and what I've seen as well apparently it was one of the good crowds that's been here for a wee while and the atmosphere was brilliant and scoring that goal so late it was really good so um, the main one is being successful as a team and I think if you're successful as a team you're remembered as part of that team I think, I think it's fair to say that in the short spell that you've had at the club, you've become a bit of a fan's favourite. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even the St Mirren defeat, you know, obviously four goals in the first half, you, you got a lot of praise for yeah. the way that you linked up playing and held the yeah. ball up. So know, uh, the fans are definitely yeah, like number I, nine. Like I say, I'm, I'll always pride myself on goals, like I say, but 4 0 defeat is no great. But on a personal note, it's great. But I would prefer to win the game. Um, but I'll always, if I'm on the park and I'm fit, I'll always give my best and try and hold, hold the ball in, link up as striker as well. And the manager will only help that as well, help my game as well, which is obviously a key factor to come in. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good start. We've had a wee bump in the road, obviously, we've been knocked that I've picked up at Stenhouse Muir, but hopefully in a, in a couple of weeks I'll be back and producing again. Mm-hmm, good. Perfect. Anything else to add, Paul? I do. I've got one thing for our loyal listeners. Can I just confirm that Callum Moore's trainers are actually not that bad tonight. He gets oh. abuse for them as well. Yeah. So I no, tell you what, we're not his trainers are all right. We've no spoke about his pre uh, his P seven prom outfit. Oh, oh you see, I I didn't know whether to bring that up. Oh, we've got to bring it up. There is wow. there is a photo <laughs> circulating, and I don't know where it came from. But Smoky, do you want to embellish on this primary really, seven prom? No, photo? it's just my dad. He done my belt. It's primary seven, so basically. He's his dad, that's uh, Can you, know, you give us a wee description of the, or will we just attach it in the post? Yeah, let's that's attach it in the post, let everyone see so with their own eyes. I'll just describe it. It's, a, shock, it's a shocker, but it's just a full white, full white suit to my Primus 7 Prom, that's about it. And just for anybody, imagination to that. For anybody that's listening and sees this photo, it was better well, well, than what he wore when we went onward day out in Edinburgh. <laughs> and it's the best he's looked, so take, from, take what you want yeah. from that. Well, there you are. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Callum and Josh. Paul, as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please like and share, and we'll see you again in September.